A reading from the 28th chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, beginning with verse 1. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Continuing with verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well... Let's reconnect. There we go. Okay. So, Jesus has been raised from the dead. Some of his disciples find out. They're the first. They're the women. And they're scared. What was the first thing Jesus said to them? Do not be afraid. So when we talk about making disciples and Jesus' command to make disciples, I want you to remember those words. Do not be afraid. We're not in this by ourselves, are we? Didn't Jesus say to them, Behold, I'm with you even to the end of the age. He gave them a commandment, a commandment that scares most of us because for most of our lives we've been told that sharing our faith is a rude and obnoxious gesture. And you've heard me say over and over and over again in the last eight years that that's just a patent lie of the devil. The last thing Satan wants is for you sharing your faith with someone else. And he will do everything he can to encourage you to not do it. To discourage you from being faithful to Jesus' command. I hear some people say sometimes that they want to follow every command in the Bible. But the one that seems to be least shared is this one. To go and make disciples. It's the one that we're most afraid of, I think. 
Jesus' commandment to be holy as our Father in heaven is holy, we're not necessarily afraid of that one. Maybe we're in touch with the idea that Jesus is going to make us holy and Jesus is powerful. So we say, hey, that's going to happen. But when we hear this go and make disciples, boy, it just terrifies us. I remember when I preached at the Pendleton Church for the Salkahatchee camp, one of our children asked me if I was nervous. We were all sitting at the table together before, during breakfast, and they said, Pastor David, are you nervous? And I thought about that, and I had been nervous at one point that morning. And then it occurred to me that I was just a tool. And I shared with her the thought that had been on my heart. I said, you know, I'm just a hammer in God's toolbox. Hammers don't get nervous, they get used. And as I thought about that of standing and preaching in front of a congregation I had never met before, well, I'd met some of them in the year, previous years, Salkahatchee, but it's still people that you don't know. To stand up and share my faith, to stand up my experience of the loss of my friend Clem Pinckney, and to share how that camp had worked in my soul. At first I was nervous until God shared with me, Dave, you're just a tool. You're just a tool. I want to say to you today that if you're afraid of Christ's command to make disciples, you're just a tool in His toolbox. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's not up just to us. People say, well, when I get ready to share my faith, I'm not sure what I'm going to say or what I'm supposed to say. So I share with you today that this coming fall, we will do a Bible study together about how to share your faith. To help you feel encouraged by the stories of the New Testament and how these people walked away from Jesus' resurrection and walked in the face of fear that we can't imagine to tell people that a dead man was alive and that he was no longer a peasant carpenter, but now he was the king of the universe. That king of the universe calls you to follow in their footsteps. Disciple doesn't mean believer, it means follower. There's a radical difference. A person can believe that Jesus is raised from the dead, but not want anything to do with his teachings. Because very often Jesus' teachings fly in the face of of money-grubbing ideals that are portrayed to us as the American way very often. So I want to show you something that was built this week. This is a picture of the front porch deck and roof that the team that was assigned to me built for, um, for Mommy Allgood is what we called her. I think it was Ollie Ann. I didn't know her first name at the beginning of the week, but she insisted that we call her mother. We built a deck for her. If you look at that, you get the impression pretty quick that it might have taken a while. It took all week, and there was a team working in the back on some other things, and I'll leave that for Amanda to share with you because she was on my team. And if you kind of pan around it, you can see there probably was some thinking going on and some putting stuff together and all those sorts of things. And if you looked at that and somebody said, hey, I want you to build that right off and didn't provide you any drawings, any plans, it might be a little scary, wouldn't it? Maybe you've never built a deck before. Maybe you've never driven a nail. Maybe you've never turned a screw. 
And you might think, well, I just don't know if I could figure out how to put that up there. How do you attach it? What do you, where do you begin? Where do you begin? And how in the world do you do it with a bunch of teenagers? There's Mother All Good in the middle. There's your silly pastor on the left. Three adults and however many teenagers that is. I'm not going to try to count them. And the fascinating thing is it didn't just fly up there by itself. I want to share with you some of the tools that were used to build this. So hang on with me. It's, it's a little bit of a long list. I'm kind of going to try to go in order here, but it's probably not going to work because I forgot someone had to write some new ones. And I was too tired to write it again. Two sawhorses, a plywood cutting table, a pop-up tent because it was hot as Hades, Bluetooth speaker because teenagers work faster with music playing, and their, their leader's OCD and I need something else going on. A bunch of hammers, a wrecking bar, three or four ply, pry bars, a nail remover, two drills, two impact drivers that drive screws, a bunch of drill bits, two drive well, about eight driver bits. They kept, kept stripping them. Two different sizes of combination wrenches, a pair of slip joint pliers, a pair of standard pliers, a circular saw, a compound miter saw, two saw blades on the circular saw, a new blade on the compound miter saw, two post hole diggers, a hand saw, a sander, sandpaper, a flat shovel, a round nose shovel, a chisel, scrub brushes, buckets, water hoses, sponges, tin snips, a framing square, two speed squares, four tape measures, a caulk line, a layoff line, a line level, torpedo level, four foot level, so a caulking gun, a Hyundai Sonata, a Nissan Titan, and Brandon Birch's military trailer. And a lot of sweat. And if any of the, one of those things had not been on the site, that wouldn't be there. Unless somebody else had brought it to us. You with me? If we'd have been left to build that with one circular saw, we'd still be cut. Christ is going to build the kingdom and we are the tools. Christ is building a church and we are the tools tools in his hands to bring about redemption and something new to bring something new in the world that it's never seen before and the truth is we don't know completely what it looks like we don't know exactly how we function we don't know exactly what our tool job I'm still fine trying to figure out exactly what kind of tool I am I know that I'm some kind of preacher which is akin to being some kind of plier but I'm not yet certain about all the rest of it. But I'm willing to be used in the hand of Christ. And so when we hear His command to go and make disciples, He's saying to you, as you go, as you go throughout your daily life, you are a tool that He is going to use to transform this sin-rotting world. In the same way that these tools were used to transform Mama Allgood's life because now she can go out the front of her trailer. And now she can use her handicap ramp at the back. This is a wonderful metaphor 
for what Christ wants to use you to do. You may be the tool He's going to use to turn a screw in. You may be the tool He's going to use to cut a board. You may be the tool He's going to use to put a roof panel up. You may be a ladder. You may be a plier. Oh, I forgot ladders. There were two ladders. I don't know yet how every one of you fits into the puzzle of tools that it takes to build a church. But I know that every one of you is vital. And when we come to join the church We pledge to serve that mission with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. That we will come and bring whatever we are, whatever proclivities God has given to us, we will come and bring them and lay them at the altar of Christ so that Christ can use us to build His wonderful, magnificent, glorious church. And if you're scared, I offer you this encouragement. There's no need to be nervous. You're a hammer in God's toolbox. Hammers don't get nervous. They get used. Trust that Christ can use you to build His church. And as we trust that together, we will see more and more days like this when children come to be initiated into Christ's family and someone comes to proclaim her belief in the resurrected Christ. I promise you that in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.